what's up you guys welcome back to modern woman podcast i'm your host brianna Danell. today i'm not excited because we're joined by the one and only jd farrell from a modern man podcast how are you doing today good i'm feeling I'm feeling refreshed yeah how you doing are you feeling refreshed because all that water you just drank yeah. yeah water gives me life water is life yes hashtag Yo, I'm doing great though. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Getting into the swing of it, but I'm kind of really excited uh, for our topic today. Yeah. I don't know how excited. What we're talking about today, guys, I know I've experienced it. JD has experienced it. 99.9% of people <laughs> who have had a roommate have experienced. Today, we are talking about shitty fucking roommates (laughs) horror stories fucking horror stories so there's before we jump into these stories do you think that like if you have a friend that's your friend for a long time you have like a solid foundation so on and so forth do you feel like you can move in with that friend and maintain like and be the same after you guys like that leases up and you move on your own ways like oh yeah because me and my friend Steven, the one when I moved to New York, we stayed in the same room when I first lived there for two months. Yeah. And it was a little tense, but the fact that we had the same room and then there was also three other people living in the apartment in their own room and we didn't kill each other. Like we could definitely move into a place and be perfectly cordial after. Yo, if you can make it in a cramped apartment in New York City yeah. with somebody, you, mm-hmm. I, you can make a fucking anywhere like yeah. <laughs> different schedules he was like nine to five I was working till 1 a.m like I I was first I was bringing home like spicy middle eastern food and like smelling up the room then I'm like I'll eat it outside like adjust it real quick realize, and yeah there's only been like one time <laughs> what about you could you have you do you have, have experience I? with this topic <laughs> yeah oh so I've had well, I've had like a couple of roommates, like where it's been friends. Like there was one girl that was my roommate. Her name's Mandy. I've known Mandy since I was like seven. And she's always somebody that I've considered like a big sister. Um, yeah. But yeah, I felt like we were cool. Like, you know, we fought like, cause we're like literal sisters. You know what I'm saying? So like we argue sometimes, but that was cool. Um, obviously Sierra and I, we had a similar uh, situation similar to you and Steven's. Um, we lived in a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment, me, her and her son. So either like I would share the bed with her and her son or like most of the time, like I slept like in the living room on the couch and it was just like my little area or whatever. But we lived together for like a cool minute and we ain't never had like, there was like one time that she had got on my nerves and we immediately fixed it because like one of her friends had came over and she was being like loud and disrespectful and I had work the next day at 7 a.m. But though, yeah, Sierra was probably, and then obviously my roommates now, um, I've been here for a year in a couple yeah. of weeks actually. And I feel like we all do. It's y'all so- want to fuck each other up. Y'all want to kill each other. No, we, I feel like we genuinely enjoy our time together every now and then. Like, I know like Emily will get like, cause she does a lot. She does like a lot for us in our household. So like, I know sometimes she'll be like, Hey, like y'all need to help me with this. Cause she'll be like deep cleaning the house by herself. But 
other than that, she's very straightforward. So like if she starts to like, if it bugs her even for a second, she vocalizes it and then it's done and over with. That's awesome. So, but I want to talk about what is your, and I want details. Like I want you to tell me this, like walk me through this shit. Your worst, actually, no, you said you had two bad roommates, right? Yeah, roommate situations. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want you to the first one that I want you to tell me about. I want you to tell me about the first one that's like it was a bad roommate, but it wasn't the absolute worst because I want to save the absolute worst for like your last. Okay. But let's talk about your first kind of shitty ass roommate. <laughs> All, right. All right. The first I don't even know the other two names. It was University of Houston, pretty much dorm life. It was like right across the street from campus. Yeah. We had a two bedroom, two bath apartment and two guys in one room. So had to share a room with a guy who you don't even know. Oh shit. Yeah. Talk about and then, Yeah. <laughs> and then in the other room, two guys you don't even know. Uh-huh. And the fact that made this bad was because, oh, let me just go. This is the first night. All right. I smoke okay. weed. I drank. I just turned 21 uh, when I uh, went to University of Houston. Well, I went to Houston. I don't know why the fuck I keep saying that. When That's I was at okay. Houston. Rep it, rep it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I spoke, I drank, didn't do any other drugs, was like, you know, afraid to really do anything else. And my first night there, my roommate Taz, the guy in my room, roommate, him, his girlfriend, and this other dude went to a rave and were doing Molly. So, like me, who's like, what? They're doing Molly, they're raving, these people are what are they doing? Yeah. Why? And then so bad. I know. I mean, <laughs> and then the next night, uh, there are a bunch of sorority and fraternity guys all in the apartment. And then the fraternity guys go into our room. Like they're all in the living room, like 20, 30 people in this tiny apartment. Yeah. And like eight guys go in my room and I'm trying to sleep. And they're literally all just doing cocaine all across the room. And I'm just still like, all I do is smoke and drink. Like, cocaine. They do, Who are these people? <laughs> these are some wild people. And, I, yeah. and but then after that, that's why, like, he turned out to be great. And we, I did so many drugs, joined a fraternity and party like crazy. But I fucking hate you. He's like, let me admit, on the social platform real quick, I invested a lot of fucking drugs that day. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, not that night. No, over the course of, I was freaking out. I was like a little crying, like little baby, like freak. Cause I'm like, never done cocaine, never really seen cocaine. And I yeah. just got a bunch of people just doing it. Like, I'm like, I was literally trying to sleep. I think it was like 1030. And like my second day I moved in there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just trying to chill. And I did a lot of people do it. I'm just, yeah. And so every day there was literally, and he was also a drug dealer. He was uh, Indian. That's what. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, he was a drug dealer. To where we always had people coming in and out. He was also in a fraternity. The one I joined. To where there's always people in and out. Wait, I'm so sorry. I have to ask you this before you move on. Not that it's important, but I'm a visual person. So when you say Indian, do you mean like native, or he was no. like okay, so like Indian, Indian. Yeah, yeah, from India. Yeah, like his know. parents. Yeah, that's what they, and they're all like, yeah, all fucking rich ass from India, all their parents, like all the people of fraternity are like typical, uh, you know, had servants because there's only like two classes, either super rich 
or you're super poor. poor and there's no in between my grandfather's West Indian my family so that's another story yeah. for a different day but very bougie so mm-hmm. but yes yeah. but now now I got the picture go on ahead yeah. and then that's what we, that wasn't too bad but the constant in and out blah 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 to where I grew a little bit but it was the other two people they were a couple like maybe 1920 a gay couple but they never talked he would come out and cook but the kitchen was so disgusting like I said and like but he would cook and they would literally never talk and it was just like uncomfortable so yeah it's like how do you I mean maybe the only maybe they didn't need to talk they just like you know maybe they just really enjoyed sleeping together because like you know what I'm saying like how do you be in a relationship with somebody that you don't talk to or maybe they was fighting all the time I don't know and like I don't and like they never left the room unless it was just like that's what I mean they were just always in the room like one guy because and it was a weird couple too it was a little asian boy maybe like Uh five foot even and then a little a ginger oh real skinny yeah and they were maybe 19 20 little couple and they literally we i maybe said hi to them in the six months we lived together holy shit that's crazy but anyway go on ahead no I mean that was then like it was just like a weird situation a disgusting kitchen I mean and then uh, constant people over that's what I mean it wasn't like the end of the world it was I guess what you expect from college but being but not being used to that and then having to come into that environment and and you're already trying to like you know what I'm saying like find your own way so on and so forth figure shit out like you know your first year of college so going from because I know your mother's home is clean I've been in your mother's Mm. home (laughs) spotless spick and span (laughs) like so (laughs) I know you going from that and then going there is probably more like a culture shock. Like, what the fuck? Y'all motherfuckers can't pick up after yourself. Like, uh, and then we can't talk. You're a social person. So yeah. that's definitely awkward. Okay. So that's your semi-shitty roommate. I guess we'll talk about like my semi-shitty one. Then we'll talk about your big one. And- I feel like your semi is a, sh- a lot worse than my semi it's kind of like hard for me to say which one was my shittiest, right? Because like Uh-oh. my roommate that wasn't that shitty was the same roommates that I had when I got assaulted and they were there when I got assaulted. Uh... But then you had like a crackhead, which I feel like there was a lot more with that because I was only yeah. with the other roommates for two months. So like basically, so my shitty roommate situation, me and this girl, we were like best friends for like, a couple of years and like when I say best friends like months prior to that I was literally I was the maid of honor in her wedding type yeah. shit okay so like we were mad close mm-hmm. so smoking a blank y'all get <laughs> going, you know what I'm saying anyway but um so her and her husband randomly they just like he's from Texas and they're like, we want to go to Texas. There's more job opportunities. They're getting ready to have a baby. So they wanted to like raise their baby there because they just mm-hmm. felt like it was, you know, it's better schooling, better environment where we were oh, yeah. at. It was like a really safe, like little town that we were in. So that was just a disaster in itself because like I had a lot of animosity, animosity towards her, the first and foremost because like 
she was in another room while I was literally like passed out drunk and like I had got assaulted and like I always felt some type of way because I'm like did you really like even hear anything because like it just didn't make sense to me because like my head got hit against the wall and a bunch of other shit so like none of it just made sense to me that she didn't hear anything but aside from that being like obviously you know it can't get any worse than that her and her husband's fights bro like don't get me wrong like my roommates the roommates that I live with now it's two couples so it's like them and then me and my boyfriend so of course there's that we're going to you're going to hear one or the other have a fight whatever Mm -hmm. But there's, I remember one night I was like laying in bed. I was asleep. It was like three o'clock in the morning. And I jumped up out of bed because all I heard was glass busting. They was like in there throwing each other fucking everywhere. I was trying to get a job. She couldn't get a job. She was like eight months pregnant and was like on fucking bed rest. He wouldn't get a job to like save his life. So then, like, I finally get a job, but we had been there for, like, two months, and they were so behind on rent. I literally got woke up one morning, and they're like, you have to pack your shit, and we have to leave today. And I literally oh. just had to pack what I could grab and leave. They, like, abandoned the house and everything. So that was, oh. like, yeah. It, it was um, a struggle um, in itself. And then it was always, like, some type of – there was – it was crazy too because there was a bunch of people there because you know like my friend that I was living with there at the time she had to leave to go back because her insurance she had to give birth in Oklahoma so she had to leave a couple of weeks before and stay there we had to stay back at the house because we had just started our jobs yeah so then she started to feel some type of way towards me because like I couldn't anybody who knows me knows I could never I would never. I'm not even going to look at you. I'm the friend that you can leave with your man and not have to worry about shit. But then she started kind of like getting jealous because like I wasn't from Texas and he was from that area and I became friends with all of his friends. So they would go out and they didn't want me to sit at the house by myself. So they would invite me to go out. They'd be like, oh, we're going to go fishing or we're going to go to this bar tonight. You know, would you like to come with us? So of course at that time, yeah, I didn't know anybody else in Texas. The person who was my best friend had to be on bed rest in Oklahoma. Like, so of course I went and it caused a lot of animosity with her. And then she started questioning if we were sleeping together and just like all this other crazy shit, which I didn't, but it ended up being even more wild because he did try to sleep with me. <laughs> but like, I was like, Bleh! like like you this is the wrong bitch don't do that shit so I guess she did kind of feel some type of way because she could tell like she knew before marrying him that he always had a wandering eye so I guess I do understand but it made me feel some type of way because it's like if you know my character girl like I would never and if anybody who's my friend knows that I would never in a million years do that to any even if, even if, like somebody that I hated like except for that one bitch but that's another story fuck that bitch anyway but yeah so that was like my kind of it was a weird thing because I was only there for like two and a half months but just in that two and a half months so months so yeah. many like traumas and things like that happened that it felt like I truly had lived with them for like a full lease for like a year. Yeah. But you still talk to them? Hell no. That bitch. Okay. So since I'll I'll give you a little rundown of what happened after that. She 
they ended up getting divorced. She had that baby. Um, Is that baby number two or the first baby? The first baby. So she had her first baby. He already had like three, like two or three other kids, I think. Oh. Maybe even something like that. He had quite a few kids, but um, she had the first baby. And after we had left, we had kind of like, she kind of stopped talking to everybody because things were getting bad, I guess. She got pregnant again. And then I guess they got divorced during like her second pregnancy. And so a couple of months after that simmered down, she had like tried to reach out to me and was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm, and she was, you know, a lot of the things she said, she was right. She was manipulated by him. He was a very narcissistic controlling person and she wasn't manipulated and she was, you know, like mentally and verbally abused. And now I have like empathy for that. But at that time I was so angry because of what had happened to me when she yeah. tried to apologize. I was like, girl, fuck your apology. And then I really said, fuck your apology when she started asking me if I fucked him because she had heard rumors about it. And then I really lost my shit and she blocked me after that. So, but I said what I had to say. She said what she had to say. I don't wish any will ill on her um, or anything. I still think that she's kind of weird because of like the whole situation, but I wish nothing but the best for her. And she, you know, she has two beautiful girls, like, I, and I hope that they're living their greatest of their best life, but after that, it's just, I could never look at her the same because I never knew. She tried to make it seem like she didn't know what my intentions was, but it was really, I didn't know what her intentions was. You feel me? Yeah. So what's your all time worst? And I want details. <laughs> I want details. What is your worst roommate that you have ever experienced in life thus far? Uh, Y'all can't see him, but he's sitting here and he's shaking his motherfucking head right now. I'm closing his eyes because he just don't even know how or what to say about it. It's just, it's just going to take me back to this. Oh my gosh. I, I don't even I once don't even know this dude's name. I can describe him, you know, a little Wait, light I, skin. I his name though. Because I didn't like him enough to, to want to know. Well, I think he told <laughs> I think it's like Jamal or something, but he he literally he okay, he start first first off, you have to know being roommates in New York City, it's like having your own apartment, even though it's a bedroom. Like you're not friends with any of the people. You yeah. rent a room and then you go to work. Like that is where you stay. That's why everyone hangs out in the city because like, and then you just go home to your little box, which is your room. Yeah. yeah. Like I lived in that time, three different apartments and I didn't know any of my roommates at any of them, but COVID hit and everyone left and he wow. came. I, there was one guy who stayed. There was a four bedroom. One guy stayed who literally I maybe saw three times in the whole a uh, year I was at that lease yeah. because like I would hear him go to the bathroom sometimes, but he had a room on the other side of the house and I never saw him. But yeah. when this guy moved in and he wanted to know, he came, where's the Poconos, by the way, he came from the Poconos. What the fuck is the Poconos? That sounds like, is that some white people shit? But you said his name was think, Jamal. Yeah. He's a light skin. He's a bougie light skin. Oh, like, 
Yeah. And that's what we're, we, we, I, I can't miss any steps. He came from the Pocono. I'm like, okay, bro. Like, I don't care. Like COVID hit. Why the fuck you moving to New York city? Like, <laughs> so, so yes, very true. Right. But was he saying like, I'm from the Poconos? Like, bitch, I'm from the Poconos. Like, <laughs> no, he was like, I was like partying at the Poconos. Like, that's what he was like doing. Like trying to brag. What the fuck? And then, so of course that's when you're like, okay, but it's a pandemic. Yeah. So like, and then you come what here. are you bragging yeah. for like you act like like this is one of those things where like my dick is bigger like yeah i can go and party through a pandemic no bitch you sound stupid yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, like he was just like this is normal life and then okay he would take maybe at least hour-long showers and my bedroom was right by the bathroom so i have to hear the shower for an hour he was screaming singing like doing a oh hey, hey. literally i would tell i would be ranting on twitter about his clap and i'm mad as fuck because i didn't have twitter then i remember you calling when i first moved to virginia and get hearing about this but i missed the tweets i missed oh, yeah. the oh, but yeah. anyway I, I don't think I, I'm a huge ally of the LGBT community, but I used to call it his gay clap. Okay. Oh, okay. Because uh, you know what? It'll be like, like if you had the club sometime, and he it was like such an aggressive, and I'm like just trying to watch TV, and for an hour he would be singing in the shower, clapping, uh, and I'm like, you, this is rude, and you know it's rude, bro. Like this is not just your house. Yeah. But, like, but what if he, before you continue, sorry, side note, what if he oh, yeah. really didn't think it was that rude? What if that's what it was like in his household and he thought it was normal? That's what, and that, and he does pay rent and some people just feel like if they I can, pay rent. yeah, they can be them full selves because they pay rent and other people understand that, you know, there's some social norms and if four people that's were sharing that. a cop, yeah. Okay. So you hear him violently <laughs> clapping for like an hour while you're just trying to unwind and relax and you just hear some I want to say booty clapping but <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah because he really skinny too he like stick thin yeah and he, he used to work I guess something at some fat uh what's like a big fashion store that would be in New York like he was like a sales rep at some fashion store I that's so sad that I wouldn't know um who that may be oh god it was like i know there's a bump but he was at one of them and uh to where like and i swore i thought uh he kept trying to hit on me and kept oh. like trying to do stuff and and then when i was like rejecting then he made it intentional to bring girls over and he kept bringing over these big old girls and he just little slim little light-skinned dude like real and these girls are some big old these big old black girls like i'm like thick. like he yeah, thick, thick. No, like thick, thick. We're not going to body shame on my motherfucking podcast. I, hey, who, who were you? There was a little shot of you. Or you yeah, no. <laughs> but I'm saying everyone is beautiful in their own right. I just, I do think it's usually, I didn't know they were liking him because, you know, he a little well, too Your type, too, on top of that. It wasn't something that would kind of make you feel some type of way if he was... Not that it would make you feel any type of way anyway, just because you're not interested in men. But that that does seem, seem kind of weird that all of a sudden he just felt the need to bring over anybody that would let him hit to kind of... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
Go ahead. And then he went to that. He Okay, same thing, respect of common spaces, all right? He would spend like five hours then cooking. Everyone got to eat and it's a pandemic. Nobody's going out to eat right now. This is the middle of April. And he would spend five hours cooking. Like somebody else needs to kitchen, bro. What do you want me to go and have a, cause he would like force me to have a conversation. He, if you were out there. Yeah. And it's like, I just, just want to eat by myself. Like, I don't know you. It's a pandemic. I'm moving. I don't want to get to know you. Like. Well, what was it that kind of, because. I feel what you're saying because it was a pandemic, but then also kind of knowing you, what what was it that made you not want to know him? Because it seemed like he wanted to kind of make that effort to get to know you and who he yeah. was around. Was there something that he kind of initially set you off or made you feel like, oh, I do not want to even waste my time with uh, this dude? Yeah, and I guess I'm, I'm sounding like I'm coming off stuck up, but one... Uh, it's my ho home is like sanctuary uh -huh. to where like uh, one of the dudes who I uh, packed up his stuff and had some movers move it because he went back to Detroit and yeah. I like it took us we were there for like four or five months before I was like hey do you want to get a drink uh -huh. because it's like your house is your sanctuary and if you have roommates like I don't want to it's kind of like what they say at work or whatever that saying like eat where you shit or something like that don't shit where you sleep yeah or don't shit where you eat yeah i had it back where it is yeah yeah shit where don't shit where you eat yeah don't shit where you eat something like that yeah. that could be way wrong this would be embarrassing <laughs> anyway <laughs> but and that's like if i want to come home and just relax like i would rather us and that's i think most people in new york i'd rather us not have any problem have a relationship of neutral because if you have a relationship a good and bad can fluctuate so I'd rather our relationship be neutrals so it doesn't ignite any negative yeah. feelings. Because you yeah. don't have and, problems with nobody or especially somebody that you have to like, not saying that you don't want no smoke, but it's just like, if you have to live with that person and like you said, you're coming home and this is your sanctuary, you want to keep the peace, but then you yeah. also want to unwind. Yeah. And so that's what it took, you know, you take four or five months and then we had a drink or whatever again. And then, you know, pandemic started happening and obviously didn't continue. But he just like day one was like knocking on my door. Like, bro, what? Like, and like, oh, can I do that? And just like, he was just like, he just Im immediately wanted to like be friends. And I just oh. feel like no one ever just, unless you're like best friend, like that's how you and Sierra, me and Steven, like, but that when we were younger, yeah, you can just become friends like that. But it's not like a random dude who's a roommate for us. We're not just gonna like click. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He just really wanted to make an effort. And I guess I respect that, but it, you it was- You didn't want that during a pandemic, right? It was just yeah. like, and cause the other guy you probably could have been around cause you had already been living together. So if you guys did kind of be around each other during the exactly, pandemic, yeah. it's whatever, because you are living together, but it's also this other roommate, the one that you have issues with, you didn't even have the desire to be around him because you also knew that he was going kind of buck wild, which we'll get to during mm -hmm. this. So why would you want to put yourself near somebody? Because this is like a serious, a serious thing. Now, you know, we're coming to vaccines and kind of hopefully it's, it's going to start to turn around. But at that time, hell no. Yeah. And 
He and then I guess since I didn't make friends with them, then he made friends with everyone in the building, which is yes, something I desire to do because we're on the first floor, had the backyard, everything I wanted. But like once again, wasn't the time, and maybe I could have been more outgoing, but then it also was a giant sausage fest of like 15, 20 guys, because all the building, like because there's like a bunch of apartments upstairs, uh-huh. and they would just come downstairs to ours party leave beer thing everywhere like leave it a mess and he would just have the kitchen was disgusting I would send pictures like it was just disgusting track mud in and out of the house and yeah just total disregard disrespect and he didn't give a fuck and he didn't even try to like clean that shit up he would it was like days later like he would let's let it sit oh once he realized like okay nobody else is going to pick this up and I know I did this like let me go ahead yeah like when I started cooking more, cause I still had to do my meals. Like I would clean the dishes like to get, um, so I could do my shit, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, he was, and I left without saying bye. And I took my shower head to spite that motherfucker. I was so happy. Hey. I don't know if you saw the Twitter. Uh, did you see the tweet about me taking the fucking shower head? I haven't, but we're going to talk about that in one second because I feel like you missed some stuff. Oh, did I skip over? Did you I skip did, over? Because what you didn't get to tell everybody, like what I was just talking about a second ago, that like, okay, so not only was this guy super weird and constantly like knocking on your door and never kind of like giving your own space and everything, but we're in the middle of a pandemic. And this is when you were literally supposed to only be going to like grocery stores type shit to get your food, get your necessities and get out. But this guy was literally, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to tell this wrong but he was literally just like randomly going out state going to restaurants like go, every single day oh and he was yeah. bar hopping too that's what he would you know how you're not supposed to gather to that's what he would get the people in the building and they would be even go bar hopping they would go bar hopping like yes it was like to go drinks but you're supposed to because all the the bars to, to like try and get business would yeah. have like you can take to go in new york and throughout the so they would go and gather like you know six seven people and pretty much breaking all those you know protocols whatever oh, but it's also yeah. like in new york people also have to understand it's not like you're just getting in your car and going because mm-hmm. like yeah we shouldn't have been doing that so much but like for instance during the pandemic i was in oklahoma so if I wanted to go out and like get it to go like alcohol or something from like a restaurant to support businesses that were trying to survive during Corona, I could do that. Sure. I could just get in my car and go. People in New York, nobody really has a car. You're walking everywhere. So like this motherfucker was definitely going out with like groups of people and just mm-hmm. like walking, which granted, Take- I mean, I haven't been, but I know the streets weren't as crazy as they would be like on a normal Oh yeah. I've seen pictures of like how dead it was during it and everything, but yeah, it's not like you're just going into a confined car where you can like wear your mask, go up through a drive-through or whatever, grab your mm-hmm. order and then go. Like, no, you're grabbing people by the masses. <laughs> and let's go grab a drink real quick. Yeah. So and that's what yeah. Go ahead. Well, just if you go out with two people, you know you immediately attract one. If you go out with three or four people, you're going to attract two, three people. So going out with six, seven people, then he's trying to make a crowd, you know what I mean? Of 12, 13 people. Like he's literally purposely like trying to create a party. 
So did you ever like, I know that obviously, you know, you said that you had distanced yourself and just really didn't show much interest, but when he was like kind of asking questions, were you ever able to be like, listen, like we're in a pandemic. I like, I'm, I'm trying to separate myself. You're going out with like a bunch of people, which whatever do you, but it's just, I have to protect myself. Like, was that ever a, a topic that was able to be brought up or was it just like, I need to get my shit and go? Oh, no, that probably would have been smarter for me to address it. I, I told him personally, I didn't want to do stuff because I just like to be by myself at home. I like to chill because like, he was just like, hey, I want to do this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I just like to chill at home. And I didn't even, because, you know, I didn't want to be the preachy to him like that about. Of course. Yeah. Just like I, the pandemic and what's going on. It's like, you know, how can you miss yeah. it? Yeah. But he moved and the way, that's what I mean. The way he moved in was just like acting like his life was normal. He didn't address the pandemic when he moved in. That's what I mean. He was just like, yeah, I was in the Poconos. Like I was, you know what I mean? Like he. Do you think he like just didn't believe it was like real or he just didn't care? Oh, I think he didn't believe it was real. Cause he was, cause he was a little older, like maybe like late 30s, late, late, late 30s too like acted like he was like 22 and like cool, but he was like that late thirties, early forties, like the dad who still wears the young clothes and look, but he thinks he's like hip. And that's what I thought, I thought he was gay though. But then I yeah. maybe he's not, but I, I couldn't get a read on him. I couldn't, of cause he course. would switch it up on me. Like his personality, he would switch it up on me constantly. Like, I don't know what type of person he was. He seems like just from what we had discussed when it was going on at the time, because I remember like having this conversation with you and telling you like, maybe he just needs like a friend. It seems like he's lonely and he's, you know, like when you're in school and you're like younger in middle school and there's like that one guy who does too much because he's like trying to be cool because he wants to be friends, yeah. you know, so he's like doing the most thinking people would be like, oh, he's funny or he's cool yeah. or he's a badass. Like it almost sounds like he was trying to grab that stance. But anyway, nonetheless, so back, oh. uh, like you were saying at the end of it, uh, when you left, <laughs> you, you took the shower head. Now, now what was it? Break this shit down for me, petty ass. So because I ha I bought, because me and the other roommates, we were starting to communicate. We, were, we got, got the bathroom all put together. We had a basement that we're going to make into an extra living room. Like we were getting and stuff done and then he they left and then he just moved in wants to reap the benefits of this beautiful shower head I got that has like 80 jets or 80 different things it's powerful it's huge that's why he would take his hour-long showers because the shower head was so before that I literally was felt disgusting taking a shower there it was the most pitiful shower head so like, wait literally. wait yeah I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt but was it was it your like you purchased the shower head yeah, I purchased okay. the shower head. Yeah. And he didn't know because the shower head, we got the shower head, I think in like January. And then the guys left around March when it hit and he moved in at the end of April. Okay. Where it, he didn't, he never has known about the bad shower head because we're, that's, he never knew it existed. He just sees this beautiful shower head. That's just like, yeah. And I was just like, fuck this motherfucker. I was like, should I be petty? Should I be petty? I'm like, nah, I'm going to be petty. Yeah. I, I wish I, I just wish I could have seen his reaction the next day, taking a shower. Like 
that that would have given me so much joy like beyond his reaction or at least having some type of somebody be able to say like yo like so you can hear about what happened either seeing it or hearing about it one or the other it's just like okay i can sleep at night goddamn okay so that's definitely oh this 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 is a little just little side notes of things i missed little he would also instead of being in his bedroom he would come in the kitchen right by my room and scream on a phone call for two hour phone calls rather than be in his room go outside like knowing that we can all hear you so wait he was just like i want to make sure that i'm understanding you he's just like and i'm just picking a spot for instance like in the living room just like like on speakerphone with somebody like Rah! or like Rah! well no just like talk like girl girl you crazy man oh man why are you talking like that you know he'd be doing so just like bro do you not realize that like you're i've come to so notice bad. that like when people kind of do that it's really just like not and not all people you know what i'm saying some people are just naturally like that they're probably not even thinking like that you're even really paying attention but then uh, other people like be doing the most and be trying to be extra because it's like oh like i want them to hear like all the crazy stuff that's, that's going what, on in my life like you know what i'm saying that's what i know you're, you you got them down pat like but i'm saying what about me made him after like a day of meeting him, like I really want to be in this guy's life. I want him to be a friend of mine. You know what I mean? Like I I feel what you're saying from the outside looking in, but just from my perspective and my first time meeting you, just from like our initial initial reaction, you have such like an energy about you. You have like a really positive energy and just like you know whatever. The first time that it was just like interjection, I was like, oh, he seems really cool. I'd like to get to know more about him. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, that's when we have like, uh, we really got to know each other and built the foundation of our friendship. So I do kind of see like when you have an initial meeting with somebody, it's like, oh, they seem mad cool. Like I'd like to be friends with them. They seem like somebody that I'd like to have around. So maybe he just, because me, I'm very intuitive and I can sense people's energies and just, you know, things like that. So if I get a positive one, like, yeah, I'm going to be thinking, okay, maybe I could befriend this person. And if it's kind of, eh, it's like, okay, I'm not going to try so hard. So maybe just from like his perspective, he just liked your energy and was like, oh, maybe this is a positive person that I'd like to have around me. But I don't know. You just got me feeling like an asshole. This whole, no. the whole, everything <laughs> I've said, you just got me feeling like an asshole at the end of the day. He just wanted to be your friend and he just wanted to reach out. He wanted to talk to you. He wanted to cook for you. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just an asshole. I don't think that you were being an asshole because again, this is, you have to understand that it goes both ways. So maybe he sensed that you had a good energy, but you also have your own right to have a, oh, this guy's kind of off or have a, mm, I know I need to distance myself feeling because if you're getting that gut feeling 99.9% of the time, your gut feeling is right. Yeah. So I wouldn't say necessarily feel like an asshole because it's not like you were directly ever a dick or you just like flipped out on him. But just remember energies go both ways. So even if he felt that you had a good energy, you also have to protect yours and you also got bad vibes from him out the gate. You feel me? Yeah. So I wouldn't take it that way, but um, fuck that. 
I'm about to. I've been over here just like cheaping. I'm about to hit this one or two more times. Put this. I feel like you you got to chill out because you about to go off. You about to go off on this boy. Um, you know, I think a year or two ago, it. I'm still a work in progress. I still don't have the best mind frame and I still do be tripping sometimes. However, I will say I do not be tripping how I did be tripping a year or two ago when I was on Xanax and some other shit because this roommate that I'm finna talk about, I done got into it with his mama. Like, <laughs> like and I don't ever get into it with nobody's mamas. But like, yeah. Uh, so basically had to get a, a beer drink. Um, I was friends with this dude. We'll call him. What's like, just give me like a random. Jacob. Ew, I hate that name, but we'll do it. That's oh. basic. That's generic enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was friends with this guy. Like JD said, we'll call him Jacob. So I had been friends with this dude since like eighth grade type shit, right? So like, and at this time in my life, when he became my roommate, I was 20. I had moved into the apartment right before I turned 22, but like two months later, I was 23. So I was like halfway into being 23 when we had like moved in together. So anyway, long story short, I have been friends with this, with Jacob for fucking years. So and we had always had like a good friendship and it wasn't like, you know, he, he was um, gay. So it was like literally that I was like living with one of my girlfriends. Like we always went to like drag nights together, like in Oklahoma city and just a bunch of cool stuff like that. I always, when he first moved to Oklahoma city for college, I moved out there like a year later. So we were constantly like at his apartment or, you know, going, you know, always nothing was bad. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I was like on drugs at the time and like he smoked weed and just like chilled or whatever, but it was like nothing crazy. So the years go on because we, he had moved out there when we were like 18. So like, this was like three and a half, four years in. And at this time is when, you know, me and Tom were like on a little break and I had moved into my first apartment and it was like my own, I had like my own little one bedroom apartment on the North side beach, North side in this hall, North side of Tulsa, North side of OKC, you know what the fuck it is. (laughs) (laughs) She repping. Yeah, I had to rep real quick, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I love the North side on both ends, whether it's in Tulsa or whether it's at OKC. Shout out to the North side, y'all. So (laughs) I'm in my place and Jacob at this time had this other roommate and they had just renewed a lease or he had told me they had just renewed their lease so a couple of weeks later he calls me and he's having a meltdown and he's like well you know I signed I was going to sign a release paper but I find out that my roommate I I believe this is what happened I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure that roommate had signed like an agreement that he was moving out 
right? Like he wasn't re-signing the lease. He was giving them like a 30-day notice. 30, okay. But Jacob thought that they were renewing a lease together. So when he finds out, oh, we're not renewing this lease together. I can't afford this apartment by myself. And he didn't have anybody that he trusted to be a roommate. He started panicking because he just, he was still in college. He was working and it was just like at a theme park. So he only made so much. And then with his grants and everything, he just couldn't afford it without a roommate. So freaks out. So I tell him, Hey, relax. Don't worry. I was like, I I've been in these apartments for, you know, over six months now. And after six months, they allow you to, you know, upgrade. So if you want to get a bigger one bedroom or two, but you know, whatever the fuck you want to do, if they have one available, they'll, you, they'll set you a date to move and you'll you know just change your lease dates, but it doesn't violate anything. So, you know, he's just like, and I'm over here thinking like, why does this roommate want to leave? Because Jacob and this roommate have been roommates for like three years. And Jacob had had a couple of roommates where it didn't work out and it was really, really ugly. So it was just weird to me because they got along so well. And, but I was just like, I don't know, that's kind of weird, but this is my friend. Don't worry. I'll talk to the office tomorrow and we'll see what we can do about upgrading to a two bedroom and and when we can get it. So I go to the apartment. Of course, they're like, yeah, absolutely. We have, you know, a two bedroom, two bath, and it's like a thousand square feet or whatever. And like our bedrooms are on opposite sides. We both have our own bathroom. It's just like our own little thing. So we go, we sign the leases and everything. And so he tells me, Hey, I just want to let you know that, you know, I have kind of downplayed it. He was like, you know, I have a little bit of a problem. Like I'm working on it, but he said it was like, it was with pills. But at that time you have to realize like I was doing Xanax, but I was like trying to come off of Xanax. So I was like, oh, you know, we can just work at this together. Like, that's fine. Like I'll be a good influence for you. You'll be a good influence for me. And we'll just, our friendship will continue to flourish like it has over the years. And he always used to say the sweetest things. Like we used to watch Will and Grace together and he'd always be like, you're my Grace. And I'd be like, oh, you know, he was my gay best friend. So after we get everything set up, we move in. Then I kind of start to realize why the other roommate didn't sign the lease because it wasn't pills. And so we'll get to that. Yeah, take a drink. Take a drink. Maybe I should take one more. You feel me? Yeah. I just smoked the whole blunt and I'm over here like I low-key <laughs> need another one in this bitch. <laughs> so we move in and as we're moving, he's just like acting weird. I just want to like kind of build up so you guys kind of understand like my thought process because it, and I'm over here thinking he's on pills and nothing's really clicking with me at this time. So his dad drives like all the way down to Oklahoma City. His dad lived like an hour away um, to come and help us move so he could get everything out of his apartment. Cause he only had like a day to do it. And his dad had like a trailer and a truck and all that shit. 
So I can't believe I didn't notice at the time looking back on it, but he was just acting weird. He was really stressed out. He kept losing everything. Every little thing made him have like an absolute complete meltdown. So finally it was just like, here, you know, you just worry about what we have back at the house now. Take your boxes into your room, kind of get your stuff situated. I'll help here like with the remaining stuff because there wasn't that much left at his apartment and I could just tell he was really stressed, but it was like, and it's not like a normal moving stress. It was just like, oh my God, everything's a disaster, but nothing was really a disaster. Like it was moving really good. So I was just kind of like, you know, you're stressed and you're dramatic, which isn't a big deal because I'm dramatic. I'm a very dramatized person. So I'm like, you know, that shit's second nature to me. So I'm like, go home, honey. (laughs) Like, you know, go find a glass of wine and chill the fuck out because (laughs) fine, you know? So that night we had finally kind of got everything there and Tone had came from Lawton to Oklahoma City and he was like, hey, like, I'd really just like to take you out um, for like a laid back chill night. Like, let's just go to Hudson's, which is like, if you guys are from Oklahoma, you know what Hudson's is. It's like a little dive bar, but you can eat. They have like drinks, sports, like, you know, games, whatever, darts, all that shit. So he was like, you know, let's just go to Hudson's tonight because it was literally around the corner from where I moved. Let's just have a couple of drinks, get something to eat. And then, you know, you can rest up and worry about getting settled tomorrow. And I'm like, you know what? That's a good idea. So as I'm getting ready to leave, Jacob is like sprawled out on the floor of this apartment and just like not moving. And so me at this time, you know, still thinking, naively thinking, oh, He's just like, he's like, he gets fucking done. And so, <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so Jacob's dad starts like kicking him. Get up, get up. I know what's going on here. You need to get the fuck up. And I'm like, so then I start to kind of feel bad because Jacob's like, I'm trying, just give me a minute, relax. And I felt like Jacob's dad was being really hard on him. So I was like, hey, like, we've had a really long day, you know, and he's just saying like, oh, my body hurts. And I was like, we moved a lot of stuff today. It's just, you know, let him get some rest. It's fine. And he he wasn't really explaining. He's just like, I know what this is. I know what this is. But at that time, Tone had got there to get me. So, you know, I look at Jacob and I'm like, hey, you know, I know you must be hungry um tone's getting ready to take me to hudson's if you'd like to come up and join us once you get a second to get everything together come and join us you know come get something to eat you need to eat so jacob's like yeah you're right we'll go so he comes to meet us at hudson's but while we were moving he lost his id right so when the lady comes up and asks him for his ID and he realizes he doesn't have it, he's literally at the table pulling, like yanking out his butt, like head down, yanking on his hair, like, oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. I understand. I understand. I, and then he just got like really calm and just like kind of left. And I was like, okay, this is really weird. And mind you, I forgot to mention this a minute ago, but this is kind of crucial and me kind of starting to realize, like, hey, this is kind of weird. 
when we were signing the paperwork to move into the apartment, he was a student at college at the time. So they gave a student discount. So you had to just like give them um, a list. Of, I think it was like a list of your schedule or like something like that. Yeah. Some type of proof of something. He couldn't get into his login while he was like in the office. So he's in the middle of the office yelling and screaming and just like sitting in his chair, then slumping all the way down to where his head's hitting the back of the chair. And just like, I don't know what it is. And like waking out and to the point to where I'm like, okay, this is like, <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, I'm like, honey, you gotta calm down. Like I'm really yeah. thinking he's under a lot of stress. Cause you're like, girl, I get you. You're emotional. I'm emotional, but like, Come on now. Like relax. And exactly because he, I think it was like, um, because you know what was in May. So he's finishing up like his finals and things like that. So I'm like, oh God, like he just found out his roommate isn't, you know, re-signing the lease with him. He's going through finals right now. He's in the middle of a move. He doesn't think he's going to get everything out in time. Like he's just stressed and just can't handle it. That's really what I thought. So anyway, he has those meltdowns and then his mom comes. Man, the, the whole day. family's coming. Well, to help him move. Yeah, but yeah. Then, um, well, it was just his mom and his dad, um, which I didn't really, um, my mom helped me unpack, my mom and my dad helped me move into my first apartment. My dad helped me move all the, move all the big furniture and he put together my beds and everything. And me and my mom like unpacked together. Yeah. Um, so it, it didn't really bother me. And I, mind you, this has also been my friend since I was 15 years old. So I know his parents. Mm. So, and, and I'm comfortable around all my friends, parents, like all my friends, parents, I call mom and dad as well. Like yeah. just because oh, if I'm close, so that's, you know, when his mom comes, that's when everything kind of starts coming to light. Because she was kind of like, you know, you promised me that, you know, you're going to take care of my baby, like that he's going to be okay. And I'm like, you know, me as a friend and anybody, you, you can ask Sierra's dad, like he's told me a billion times, take care of my daughter. And I'm like, you know, I got you. And he's like, I know, like, I know she's safe with you. Like, because anybody who knows me knows that if you're my friend and you're with me, I'm going to do anything and everything to make sure that you're safe and that we're good. Like you ain't got no money. You're not eating, but I got money. We both eating. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm paying yeah. I got you. Like I've always been that friend. Like, so when she's just giving me that little speech to me, that's like a normal little speech that you get from somebody's parent when they're just like, Oh, and they're just kind of realizing my baby's growing up. Yeah. You know? So then she just kind of started saying it a lot more. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you've been fucking acting weird. And you won't tell me that I need to, like, take care of him. He's a grown-ass man. If anything, he's going to be taking care of me. Because you have to understand, he was always the responsible one. He was always well-off. He did well in school. He did well at work. He did well in his finances. His credit was good. You know, he was very good at, but he helped me budget and things like that. He was just always been that person. So I'm like, bitch, the fuck? You worried about him? You should be worried about me. He needs to worry about <laughs> making sure I'm good. So 
later it, it starts to come out what the real issue was. And I don't, I genuinely, I can't tell you, unfortunately, how the topic got brought about. I don't even remember who told me if it was him or his mother. But I do remember us having that conversation and then me finding out that the problem wasn't pills. The problem was meth. Mm. Right? So then everything's clicking with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, his other roommate, which obviously I knew very, very well. It's like, he didn't want to sign another lease because he's tweaking. Yeah. <laughs> like, Damn. not even trying to be funny, but like real shit. It's just like, he's like, he didn't want to deal with that anymore. That's a beer, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday. <laughs> so that topic kind of get brought got brought up and again I think I was very naive to the situation I was like don't worry like we're gonna get through this together like I'm here I support you like we're gonna get through this it is how I felt I felt yeah. that I could help um so did you reach out to the former roommate for any like advice or questions about it I did not actually um at that time I'm not really sure why I didn't because the roommate still messaged me like we were friends but then it got weird because he tried to shoot in a shot but I thought he was gay yeah I thought he would be too I I didn't know but just his mannerisms and everything the whole time oh. I thought he was gay and like oh. <laughs> at the time made it seem like he was so when he started hitting on me I was like wait a minute I was like you're not gay and he was like oh my gosh no I like women but it was at the time me and Tom you know we split up one time and as soon as he saw that he kind of and so then I didn't want to ask any questions after that or try to figure anything more out because it really creeped me the fuck out because I was still trying to process like this motherfucker's been straight the whole time. Like, have I changed in front of him? Has he seen my titties? Like, I started questioning a lot of things. Fine. <laughs> you just assumed. You're just like birds of a feather. You're just like <laughs> exactly because Jacob. I think he's seen me naked a billion times. I just pitied the fuck out. Like, you know. So I didn't really um. At that time, no. After that, I, I didn't want to have uh, much contact with him and just kind of started to figure everything out on my own. Um, so then after I figured out that's what he was using, all of these little kind of, and there was like one day rumor in the car and he was trying to buy a new stereo and I'm not even exaggerating. We sat outside and for, what is that? Is it Freddy's? Is that what it's called? Burger. Uh-huh. Custard. Freddy's frozen custard. Yes. So the one on the north side, we sat in the parking lot. We had already got our custard. I was trying to leave. This is how fucked up he was. We sat in there for an hour. I'm not exaggerating. With him just talking about stereos. And every time I would try to change the subject, he would go back to that. And that, that, that wasn't like our normal conversation. You know what I mean? But it was me not realizing that he was high on that. So he was hyper-focusing on one thing because yeah. he was hopped up. So yeah, I start, one day I found 
I was in my room and I was trying to smoke a blunt, right? And lighters just randomly started coming missing from my room all the time. And I didn't take them anywhere else because at the time I could tell that he was like fucked up and I just kind of started staying in my room and basically on my section of the house. Yeah. Because as soon as you walk up the stairs into our apartment, there was the kitchen to the right was the living room. And to the, on the other side of the living room was his room and his bathroom was in his room. Then when you go up the stairs and you know, the kitchen's right there, then to the left of it was my room and right on the other side of it was the, so the bathroom was outside of my room. So I had to walk yeah. there to, but yeah. So I just kind of started staying on like my side of the house because I didn't know how to process or deal with that just because like his drug of choice was an upper and mine was like a downer. So I was like, you're doing too much for me right now. I don't like, I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> that description, you're doing too much for me right now. No, for real. Like, just like imagine though, being with somebody, yeah. like, it's like somebody who's hopped up on motherfucking Adderall and you just popped a bar and you're down <laughs> here and they're up here and it's like, bro, I'm not even on you. I can't even keep up. <laughs> not processing like yeah yes i'm not on your level so where was i at with this oh uh, well, you're on different wings of the house you just, so i basically had just started like staying in my room whatever and i noticed that the lighters were missing yes so one day I didn't have a single lighter in my room and I know that I didn't take it anywhere because I literally don't leave my room. I go from my room to the bathroom and then I would go to the kitchen to maybe cook something. But if I smoked, I, I always have like a setup, right? So I'll have my tray, my ashtray on the tray and then the lighter and then, you know, the blunt stick or whatever. And so then when I'm done, if I'm in the kitchen, I literally just grab the tray, everything's on it and I take it back up to my room. So I'm like, okay, I know I didn't leave the lighter in the kitchen. What the fuck is going on? So I looked in his motherfucking room because, and before y'all are over here, like, oh, this bitch is bold. Just going up in her motherfucking roommate's room, trying to go through his shit. First of all, bitch, I would get text messages <laughs> from this motherfucker talking about, oh, by the way, I went into your room because I needed this, this, and this. And oh, I noticed that you got this cute, by the way, but whatever. And that, I'm weird. Even now with my roommates, like my roommate has been my best friend since I was 11 years old. Even if she goes in my room when I'm not home, like I don't ever really get an attitude because it's her, but I'm just, I don't like anybody in my private area. Yeah, it's just you trust. Like, yeah. And it's not that I think that you're going to do anything, that you're going to take anything or rummage through anything. I don't right. feel that at all, but it just like, I just, I don't like it. So yes. Yeah, so I didn't give a fuck <laughs> when I went into his room. So I go into his room, I find my lighter. Just one? Just one. Oh, okay. Well, just from where I went, because the, he, on his bed, he had like a bed to where the frame, it had like 
different kind of boxes, kind of like those cubes where you still those little like uh, little storage bins in. Yeah. So he had like storage on his bed frame. So he would keep like, you know, his lighters or, you know, whatever up there. So that's where I, I looked initially and I didn't see it there. And so sometimes like he would go and smoke in the bathroom because the fan would like air it out. So that's where I went next. But to my surprise, not only do I find a lighter, I find a meth pipe. So, and rewind real quick to when I was telling you that when his mother was there, she was like, take care of my baby, take care of my baby. She told me, she was like, I'm going to keep him here so you can watch him. But if you see that he's using or you feel like he's using, you let me know because I'm trying to get him into rehab. So when I found the pipe, I sent her a picture and I was like, hey, now it's time to kind of do something because he was sober for a little bit. That's, he was crashing when we first moved in, but he okay. was good for a little bit, but then he started using again. So I found it and I sent it to her. Well, first I sent it to him and I was like, bro. And I tried to be empathetic. I was like, I, I know you're going through it, but you do realize that I have to send this like to your mother now. Right. Yeah. Like, because i I have to keep my word on this. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, so I do whatever. So she's like, okay, I'm going to talk with him. We're just going to give one more shot. And then after that, she's like, I already have a plan. So I took that pipe and I gave it to my best friend's boyfriend. Cause I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, how do you even dispose of this? You know what I'm saying? Because like, don't get me wrong. Like I was doing drugs at that time, but like I was doing Xanax. That's just down my throat. Yeah. It's no evidence. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm talking to my best friend's, you know, boyfriend at the time. And I'm like, yo, how do I even dispose of this? Where do I put it? I don't feel comfortable just putting it in a dumpster. Like he was like, give it to me. And I know where to get rid of it. You know, like he used to be like affiliated in a bunch of other shit. So he was like, I, I'll dispose of it for you. Just give it to me. So I did. Okay. So then that, uh, you know, Jacob kind of started to do good at the time. And then he kind of started being weird again because I came home with Sierra, my best friend at that time. Well, so my Sierra. Anyway, <laughs> we decided that we were going to go out one night. So we came back to my apartment and we went into my bathroom and we were doing our makeup. And I was standing in front of the mirror and she was sitting on the toilet and she had like, you know, this mirror and was, you know, doing her thing. Cause I had a very narrow mirror. So there's no way that two of you can stand next to each other. And that okay. so Jacob just runs over to the other side of the apartment and he's just like a nothing but his boxers, like literally nothing but his boxers his hair is kind of like crazy. And then he just like starts talking off the wall and it's just standing there leaning up like against, and you know, Sierra has family members who have used those kind yeah. of drugs before. So I'm still just kind of like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And we'll get to that in a minute, but he just going off the rails. So after he leaves, you know, Sierra's like, Brie, you know, he's like high as fuck right now. Right. And I'm like, no, she's like the, he's high as a kite. So I text his mom and then she, okay, no, I text his mom and I told her, 
And she was just like, oh, he hasn't told me he's been using, but you know, we'll see that or whatever. Well, then again, a couple days later, lighters go missing from my room again. So where do I go? His room. What do I find in his room, Darno? Uh-uh. You not ready. So he tells me he's good. He's sober, which this is a severity of addiction. You know, like we lie. You don't want nobody to think that you're doing bad or that you're lesser than or that, you know, whatever. So I go into my, uh, to his room, search for these fucking lighters, find the lighter next to the lighter. He takes, he made a meth pipe. He literally, he made a fucking meth pipe. So I, I'm bougie. I like straws in my drinks. So I, I used to, I don't have the plastic ones anymore. I have metal straws now, but at that time I had plastic straws for my drinks. Yeah. And since I threw out the pipe that he had had, or, you know, I gave it to my best friend's, you know, boyfriend to throw out, he had to make one. So how he, this is how creative he get when you really want your fix. Well, shit, he takes a light bulb. He like busts out the little part of the light bulb or whatever, takes all those straws and puts them like in the end of the light bulb. So like, I wish I had a light bulb that I could show you, but you know, like where the silver yeah. part is where you like, screw yeah. it. so he popped off something or whatever and stuffed straws in there. So when you hold it and like duct taped around where the metal part is and the straws. Yeah. So I find this. And I, so I send him a picture of this and I'm like, what the fuck? So at this point, you know, obviously his mom, like wants to get him into rehab, but she tried to argue with me because I was like, he's not sober and she got defensive and she was like and we got into a whole full-fledged like brawl like to the point to where I literally stayed in my closet while she was helping him pack up his shit because I didn't want to like Millie rock this whole like for real like I yeah. it got to that point because of the things that were said so she uh, started blaming me and saying he is sober, like, and if he isn't, this is your fault. You promised me that you were going to take care of him and you're not taking care of him and like put all this blame on me. And it's like, he's not sober. And I was like, really? So showed her the proof. And then, you know, she had came like a couple of days later, but we got into a full fledged argument and she was like, I don't have time to deal with this. I've been working three jobs so I could pay for his part of the bills, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, the fuck do that have to do with me? But I know. All right. So after that, um, she came, helped him move out. We parted ways. He went back home, which is like an hour and a half, two hours away, um, to where we were from. And supposedly, like he was he was doing good at the time. Um, I went to a couple of counseling sessions with him because you know he was really trying to be sober, but um everything just kind of had like faded off after that from what I've heard in recent terms he's still not but I don't know but that's how that ended like that was a lot just for me oh yeah I'm very detailed clearly uh, that's not a bad thing shut the fuck up you was yawning y'all didn't see this shit but we like we we on zoom right now and we're recording and I can see this motherfucker I'm halfway through my story and he's yawning I'm like god damn <laughs> 
She was getting into it. She was getting into it. I'm sorry. But I'm, I'm also recovering from the alcohol, so. I'm sorry. You should have told me to, like, just kind of get to it. I'm very detailed. Oh, no, you're good. No, I'm saying the yawn is from the alcohol. That's. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Like, me not shutting the fuck up. Oh, no, you're good. No. But the question is, would you be roommates with either of those people again? I, I definitely wouldn't be for, uh, roommates with Jacob again. We haven't spoken since all of this. Um, oh, the other one, I, I can say no now because like I have no ties to her, but if had we worked on things, her being a single woman and her being like just me, her and like her kids living together, I don't, I think maybe I could have at that time had the things that happened not transpired, but now fuck no, I couldn't, I couldn't. Could you, would you do it now? Having me having said what I said to you about your roommate in New York, do you think you would have done it differently? Would you want to do a do-over? Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> as I, was, I, I will come off as the asshole every time because uh, no, at first you were making me feel like the asshole, but then when you said, and maybe he sensed my energy, but I could sense his energy. And this exactly. Tip, so, yeah. You have to protect yours at the end of the day know if you've had any horrible roommate experiences and how that panned out for you did you guys end up being friends with them again would you live with them again or is it just fuck them we'd love to know but thank you so much for joining me today for real thanks for having me on Bree. yeah it's fun i know i can't wait to have you back on again thank you guys so much for listening this is before we go you got to send me jacob's number because I want some of that meth, you know. What the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just... <laughs> Why would you even say that? <laughs> I'm, um, joking. I'm joking. Mischievous as fuck. Mischievous as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This has been a Modern Woman podcast with Brianna Danell. Our guest has been J.D. Farrell. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to let us know your comments below, and we'll see you next week.